0: To American Education FM, everybody, I'm Dr. Sean Brooks.
1: Oh, man, it's just been crazy. Like, when we found out that the convoy was happening, um, it was... I've always had the opinion, kind of, that the protests, they're they're cute for making a point, but when it comes to affecting change, it's tough. It's tough for a a simple protest to actually affect change, so... And that was kind of my opinion. And, and Canada had had a convoy a couple of years ago called United Reroll. Um, I believe that was a pipeline or an oil issue. I can't remember. There's been so many problems here since then. Uh, and that convoy it was supposed to be this big thing and it just never took off. But this one, it just from kind of from the start, uh, it just felt different. It felt like it, it, it felt like it was, it was the one galvanizing thing. That we all needed as a population who were who felt victimized by this because we all felt so alone and it was it's been it's so amazing what a group of trucks can do to a population because we are our side now we are so strong and so united so galvanized like do your best yeah we're not do your best we're not afraid (laughs) that's
0: fantastic it's absolutely fantastic. And I got to tell you, I mean, the live streaming that's taking place, too, is incredible. You know, we're we're, we're, we're watching a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of that. Let me start um, out west a little bit. What's going on mm-hmm. with w- the Alberta-Montana um, border?
2: So, um, originally, it was just a group of locals. They weren't even actually part of the main convoy. They just couldn't come to Ottawa and they wanted to affect change. So they figured the best way to affect change was to head down to that border, um, as the mandate is on both sides of the border. Uh, so they went down there, and uh, they were pretty successful for a while. Uh, I believe it was last week, um, the RCMP and the OPP started getting a little dirty with their trip. They um, they were in the negotiation room. And they were threatening the truck drivers for things that, you know, are not actually happening. And uh, so a couple of the organizers who went down there actually ended up leaving last week. But that did not stop our freedom-loving Canadians because an entire row of tractors, massive farm tractors, went down and picked up the flack right away. And then on the weekend, um, I'm sure you saw the horse convoy roll in there, and that just gives me goosebumps. Absolutely. Uh, and that was, that was just absolutely gorgeous to see. And so that is actually kind of become like a sub-convoy group that was just put together, like I said, by a couple of locals. And then you got, you got um, Rebel News air dropping in supplies with a helicopter because The RCMP is cutting off fuel and food for these truck drivers um, at the border. The truck drivers ended up opening a little just because emergency services had to get through and things like that. Uh, For me, I I get it, you gotta give a little to get a little, but like we've been giving for two years, I'm done giving. So so, uh, I was really happy to see the farmers go down there and keep keep holding the line after the truck drivers felt like they couldn't anymore that uh that second yeah. wave really it's, brought it back
1: it, it's, it's been it's and that's the thing too what's been really cool is we've got these groups now and it's and it's because these freaking truckers grabbed the situation by the gonads like all these other groups now are like you know what fuck it we can go too yep so then it was the farmers i be really curious to see in spring just how many bikers show up to ottawa oh i can't wait (laughs) um you know shit like that i mean the atv side-by-side community we actually i was going to go but it ended up uh getting canceled at the last minute but they actually had permission to drive atvs and side-by-side in the city streets of ottawa to deliver fuel to the truckers and as soon as they cut off that obviously that wasn't allowed anymore but it's just uh, like in terms of what the media is saying it is, yeah, it is exactly. just, it's so patently false. Like we, so I'll give you my experience when I was there and then I'll hand it over to Stacey because she's got quite a bit to say. When I was there, I was, I, I don't like crowds, but this was one crowd I didn't mind being in because it was for the first time in two years, I felt, I, just,
2: like I, a country fair.
1: I felt accepted.
2: Yeah.
1: I felt like I was part of something. I felt like it. it, it didn't matter that I wasn't vaccinated. And uh, it was such a, just a breath of fresh air to to experience that. And there was not a hateful thing going on there. Like the the symbolism people are saying, Oh, there was a slastica and all that bullshit. Yeah. It wasn't even on parliament Hill and it was fake. Anyway, the guy was paid to be there. So the one other guy with the Confederate flag who was on parliament Hill, a bunch of us got together and said, get out of here. So there's no hate at all. We just want our goddamn lives back. And it's. Probably the coolest thing was, and this is uh, someone who is very, very well connected to make this happen. Someone flew a personal helicopter really low over top of Parliament. Now, that's a really hard flight path to get, and you have to really know people to make that happen. And he did a low flyover, and he did a couple of them. And he he had on, on the bottom side of his helicopter big letters, Fuck Trudeau and when he did his second flyover he did a hard bank like you know like in a like a military helicopter would do a really aggressive turn and when he pulled that i have i've been to rock concerts and football stadiums and i've never experienced a crowd as loud as that was at that particular moment it was just like when you're there you feel like come at me motherfucker come at me we're going to win
0: <laughs> 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 it's great that's great. Let me ask... you. Let, let oh, sorry. You, go on. No, I was just going to ask you just about a couple of things because, again, these are just some of the some of the bullet points that, that I've seen in some of these live streams and some of these videos that people have taken. And again, you can comment on these and I'll let you go and you can just add whatever you want. Um, you know, we've, we, we saw the confiscation of the gasoline and then we saw a judge rule in favor of the truckers and then the police had to return the gasoline. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: (laughs) So, um, they yeah, apparently having a gas jerry can in your vehicle is now illegal in Canada. And honking Um, your horn. That's right. Yeah, and honking your horn. So a lot of people, once that happened on, that was Sunday night that that happened. They started arresting people for bringing in jerry cans. And they actually straight up stole jerry cans off trucks where people weren't, they were empty or they were just sitting there. And no one was actually, you know, moving them around. And the police just walked up and took them all. Well, (laughs) yes, the judge will, that's stealing. So give them back their gas cans. So they got all the gas cans. But before that happened, on Monday morning, every (laughs) freedom-loving Canadian who was in the area went downtown with a jerry can. Some people had empty jerry cans. Some people had water in them and were drinking out of these jerry cans in the middle of the street, and it looked hilarious because it's a diesel jerry can and they're drinking out of it, but they, some people were hiding them in strollers to get them down there, like, they are just trolling the police, and yeah, there was a covered truck wagon that was a horse drawn that they put uh, a fuel tank in the back that you would see at, like, a private contractor's house, and they brought the truck wagon downtown, like, everyone just trolled the police the next day as soon as they started doing that and then with the horn honking thing like so as we all know it is a government standard to have a horn on your vehicle for safety purposes now apparently it's illegal to use that horn so yeah, and um, we saw the video
0: arrested. of that you know we saw the video of that guy get arrested for okay. just honking his suv in the middle of the day
2: yeah exactly like what if he was just talking to ask someone to get out of his way. He was a 90-year-old man in pajamas. He had no Canadian flags on his van. He had no um, freedom of, like, anything going on in his van. It was a minivan, and they took him to the ground and were very aggressive with him. And then another freedom-loving Canadian videotaped the whole thing, which you saw, and, you know, called them out for it. And those those police are the police who are not doing their due diligence. They're the Gestapo. They're yeah. the Gestapo. So in our oath in Canada, both the military and the provincial or local police oath, they all state uh, "Do not, you do not have to follow um, an unlawful order. You don't, do not have to obey it. And I believe a lot of these people forget that that's in their oath, um, and this, this is completely unlawful, 100%.
0: And then again, the people picking up trash. I saw this just this morning. Yeah. I don't know if it was last night or the night before, but you know, a crew of guys were picking up trash, and then the police, of course, showed up and they were harassing them for not having helmets on. So they went and got helmets, and then the police came back and harassed them for not having a license plate on the back of their little trailer.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're just they're, they're they're being absolutely childish, and it's getting to it's like it's getting embarrassing. It is like I'm it's getting like I'm proud to be a Canadian because of the convoy and because of our people. Our people are awesome. I am so just ashamed of our government and when I think of Canada on on the global stage from a political standpoint especially with how this is being handled, how can every country in the world and I mean even countries like North Korea, how can they not be laughing their asses off at us? And like we had so this is how deep the convoy is going. Apparently a ship captain threatened to turn his ship sideways purposely in the Suez Canal again. Wow. So it's, it's it, yeah, like, and it's, like, if, okay, so if Canada won't do it, well, maybe we have to piss off other countries so their leaders will call Trudeau and say, okay, you have to deal with this now. Because he's hiding. He's hiding in his freaking cottage in Tokino. He
2: walked out of Parliament question period yesterday because he, I believe he just had nothing to say and he is losing it. He's losing his grip on reality. Uh, Obviously, it's been lost for a lot longer than this, (laughs) but uh, you can see him continuously repeating about what we've done in the past, and all of our conservative MPs keep stating to him, we we need to talk about the future. We need to talk about where this is going, and his response every time is, we've been doing this for two years. We need to keep it up. So his response to get out of the mandates is just to keep the mandates. Like, he he won't even address it with people, and it's getting very obvious. He's actually having members of his own party turn against him um, and state that they do not support these decisions anymore, which is definitely turning the heat up on on the situation.
1: And it's also, in our government especially, especially the Liberal side, it's incredibly rare for that to happen. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen, and yet somehow, under Justin Trudeau, it's been happening at an exponential uh, growth rate under his uh, leadership, so it should tell the world something about him if his own MPs are even saying, yeah, you're getting ridiculous now.
2: And I just wanted to go back to the ridiculousness of the Ottawa, so this is jurisdiction, right? And they're always talking about jurisdiction. Obviously, we're in the city of Ottawa, so it's the city of Ottawa who has to deal with the truck, but the truck drivers are trying to stop the federal level mandate, so obviously our leaders at the federal level need to be helping the local ministers, and that's all we really want is to have a meeting with a federal representative to stop these mandates, and they won't do it. So the mayor is scrambling, and he has even gone as far as calling child protective services on the truck drivers who have their children in Ottawa with them Because they find it, they feel it may be unsafe for a child to be in the transport. I'm sorry, my father is a truck driver, and my fondest memories, my entire childhood, are riding in that truck with my father and traveling almost every state in America and every province in Canada in that truck. And for them to go and attack the parenting of these people, that's way too far for me.
1: Especially when those same police were the ones who stood by and did absolutely sweet fuck all when there were kids at BLM and antifa riots. And when the uh, there was an oh kids at uh, gay pride parades stuff like that and it's not, and like with and I'm not talking that it's a it's, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. Children shouldn't be at gay pride parade. It shouldn't protest mostly. At protest. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But this is the most peaceful protest in Canada's history. In Ottawa, the crime has gone down. Um, our streets have never been cleaner. All of the truck drivers are getting up and shoveling the sidewalks and the streets and sculpting them, shoveling the war me- memorial. Um, they're put, they put up tents and they have food that is going uh, to anyone walking by for the homeless in Ottawa. They delivered an entire truck full of food to the homeless center downtown because they were accused of apparently stealing food, even though they raised an absorbent amount of money. Almost $10 million. Yes, and they have an entire other uh, freedom-loving Canadian group called Adopt-A-Trucker, and it's literally grandmothers and mothers and um, and people in the Ottawa area, fathers and, and brothers, and they are offering their homes to these truck drivers they're offering meals to these truck drivers, you know, shower, a washroom, things like that. So uh, there's there's no lack of resources. The, the fact that the homeless shelter said that, and I think they, there's always bad apples. We cannot deny that, but that's gonna happen anywhere. Um, and another thing I wanted to say, they, they attacked uh, the freedom people. Or putting a flag in our Terry Fox memorial stand and putting a, a protest sign like "Freedom for All," and I think they put a hat on them or a hockey jersey or something on they him. Had a,
1: they had a Team Canada hockey hat on them yeah. and they had a Canadian flag tied on them like it was a cape. So and
2: then they, they ripped <laughs> us apart in the news. They completely ripped us apart, and then obviously the opposition found Terry Fox dressed up for Gay Pride. You know, and that's okay to dress them up for gay pride, but it's not okay to dress them up for freedom. For our
1: national—that <laughs> like, shows you just how deluded these people are.
2: And it's yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, there's a lot of vocals coming out and trying to get the right news out there. Um, I'm not, like, I'm not denying that. Of course, some bad things have happened, but that's the dangers of living in a city these days. That's the dangers of you know. Look at Toronto, there's there's freaking gun violence there all the time, there's harassment all the time, that's going to happen in any city, so it's not to say that it was protesters, it could have just been an isolated incident of normal times, so yeah.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you trust these, do you trust these particular groups, because again I'm seeing some of these groups and I'm familiar with at least one of them. But, you know, there's a lot of these doctor groups and lawyer groups that are apparently meeting together and attempting to negotiate particular things like uh, Dr. Roger Hodkinson is is associated with one of these groups. Um, I mean, are, are these are these the people that are allegedly leading some kind of a effort to negotiate with particular people? And And again, do you trust these people and do they provide? I know that they're providing some updates from time to time, but what are your thoughts on all that? In terms of trusting them, I so I
1: personally have a lot of trust issues. And uh, trusting these people, as far as I'm concerned, before we executed this operation, before we started it, the goal and the, I guess the bar was set to, we are not leaving until the mandates are lifted. Okay, so those are your words, that's what you're saying, that's your policy. If, if you're talking about the truckers negotiating, if they negotiate, there's nothing to negotiate. There shouldn't be negotiation. The only negotiation should be us sitting down. When are you going to drop the mandate? Yeah. It shouldn't be any other negotiation. And if engaged. they and if they are negotiating for lesser than dropping the mandate, I will be incredibly disappointed in them. Yeah. more disappointed than I care to say.
2: Yeah, Damien and I were of the uh, because we've been a little bit pessimistic <laughs> with everything lately. We were when we went up on the very first Saturday. I cried. I had goosebumps. It was...
3: Yeah, me too.
2: It was... The feelings that I felt were... It was uh, euphoria. It was. It, it's something I can't describe, especially after how I've been feeling for the past six months. Yeah. Um. And what was I going to say?
1: Well, it was like... It's like six months oh. worth of happiness all yeah. in one day.
2: Yeah. So uh, getting up there and trusting... We, we were worried that maybe they wouldn't stay at the very beginning, and they was just all talk. You know, oh, they're going to go up there and they say they'll stay until the mandates are are squashed. But will they actually? They actually have the backbone to do this. They do. I truly believe they do at this point. As for trusting and knowing these groups, um, t- the three big ones are the Convoy Freedom Convoy twenty twenty two. There's a the trucker, and then there's Mounties for Freedom. The reason why that's a big one is because. Corporal Buford was uh, the special security for Justin Trudeau for 15 years. And he quit his job with the RCMP and went off Justin's protection uh, squad to fight these mandates because that's how much he believes in it. He is very well versed in security operations in Ottawa for huge events like this. You know, he's trained with the FBI.
3: He's, he knows
2: what he's doing. And this gentleman, as he falls under the exact same policy I fall under with the Department of National Defense. So he is... I trust him through and through as another public servant fighting this. Um, they actually, Mounties for Freedom, stemmed out of a group called Police on Guard. And that's where... Um, Rocco is doing his lawsuit for the Federal Public Servants. I know their mins quite well. I was actually on their lawsuit until I started our own lawsuit for Feds for Freedom. Uh, I felt like I had to participate with my members. So I can tell you I've, I've told them to put my name and my group on their documents as well because that's how much I trust them and that's how much I believe in this. Um, I see... Lawyers down there, there's two groups of lawyers down there. One is the Justice Center for Constitutional Rights, I think, from, I might have said that wrong, the JCCF, it's called, and it's out of Alberta. That's one group. The other group of lawyers is the DemocracyFund.ca. I know there's a Democracy Fund in America as well, but it's a different one. The the DemocracyFund.ca are the people crowdfunding my legal initiative with Feds for Freedom. So yeah, heck yeah, I trust them. (laughs) And I'm down, you know, and that's the thing, like Damien was saying, we've all been fighting our own little fights in our own little areas and um, areas of expertise as well under our own mandates. Now this has brought us all together to see and share resources. Now lawyers are wanting to work together. Doctors are wanting to work together. People are coming together because they see a, the truckers need the legal support and they need the yeah. medical support because obviously they're not doctors and they're not lawyers. So I think, uh, to me, yeah, hell yeah, I trust
1: them. So what Trudeau, what Trudeau's done is the exact opposite of what he wanted to do. Correct. So he's he's taken us and made us into <laughs> a strong force. We are unstoppable. We won't be stopped. There's, it's too big. It's yeah. too popular. There's too many of us. And it, it's just a nice change. It really has to be to feel like you're on the winning side, even though we haven't won yet.
2: So, uh, and I'll say this uh, I'm, I'm still, I still have a lot of friends, I'll say, I'll say friends loosely, who <laughs> do not agree with the convoy being downtown. You know, oh, people have to get to work, people need to live their lives. Oh, Oh, pardon me that I haven't been able to live my fucking life for the last two years because of the mandates that have been illegally put into place, and now that it's at your front door, you're finally upset about it? That's, that's the price, price you have to pay for living in the capital city but, in Canada.
1: And the thing is, too, and again, this is how deluded they are. Instead of them just getting pissed at the government, saying, hey, oh, just it? drop the mandates, so please these guys leave, no, they just want them to leave. And then, like, no, <laughs> if, just go after the government and you still win. So,
2: I I have a lot of people that say to me, oh, Stacey, you lost your job because you made a choice, and choices have consequences. Well, A, I was never offered informed consent, and that is my medical right in Canada. From any medical choice, I have to have full informed consent in order to make a decision. That was never offered to me. Um, The Privacy Act protect my private medical information and a privacy impact assessment was never completed with the privacy commissioner prior to these mandates being put in place. So that's a scratch. scratch. Um, what was I going to say? I forget. I lost my train of thought. I haven't got a lot of sleep lately. It's, Sorry. <laughs> it's hard to stay on track
1: because we, we will start talking about something and then our, our brain is going 10,
2: Ten sentences ahead. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I haven't got a lot of sleep. So they say my choices have consequences, and I get that because obviously, and I'm I'm an adult, and I understand choices have consequences. However, that was not a choice. I was being coerced into that decision. They don't. They have a very very hard time understanding that word coercion. It's a very hard concept for people on the other side of this to understand. So I put a simple post out to my uh, my fellow friends and said, you know, these people have a choice to live in downtown Ottawa. Now those choices have consequences. And they have to live with those consequences just like I do. Now they may understand how my choice doesn't deserve all the consequences it has, just like their choice of living downtown may not afford all of the consequences they have right now for that choice. But they have to deal with it. So to me, I say to them, your choices have consequences. So good luck.
1: So and I'm 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 vengeful like that. Like I will be writing this. As if these mandates drop tomorrow, oh, you can bet your ass. All these people who told me, Oh, you have a choice, they have consequences. I'll be telling them that every time something fucked up in their life, every single time, I'll be damn sure to remind each one your choices have consequences.
2: Well, I truly believe that that line that they've been spewing at us for the last two years about our choice to keep our medical uh, information private and our bodies safe and healthy will turn and do a complete 180 on these people when they start getting very sick and they start passing away. They're getting myocarditis. We know this. I don't need to explain all this to your viewers again. They're going to realize that they've been the lab rat for the past two years and then they're gonna get pissed off and not get any money from the pharmaceutical companies because of the fantastic deals drawn by our government. And you know what they're gonna be pissed off? Well well you have to protect me, you have to save me. No 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 no. Your choice had con- has consequences for taking that vaccine. Yep. Mind you, I'm not as vengeful as Damien. I
1: I I'm pretty cold. I, yeah. I, I, I'm an
0: exceptional <laughs> <For, laughs> I love it me. though. I love it. Damien, <laughs> yeah. Damien wants for blood. Me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I. didn't want to
0: say it, but yeah, I'm out for blood. <laughs> I, I, hey man, I Look, have... it, uh, you know this is uh, uh, Stacey. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you keep going. But no, figure it, figure it. And I just wanted to mention. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you know you can push people only so far, and we yeah. and, and and it's evident that Justin Castro there isn't budging one bit. I mean, he's not moving. And, no, no, and and now exactly. there's this talk of bringing in the army and riot police are on the way. I mean, wh- where do oh. you and and even cutting cell phone service and turning the lights off, you know, along with internet service XYZ. I mean, where do you see this going uh you know, here in the immediate future because again we know that downtown gets packed during the weekends, yeah. in particular the weekend. So
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Where do you where do you so, see it going here?
2: Um, Last night was the first night they cut off internet from the downtown core. Way to piss off your citizens more because now their Wi-Fi at home won't be working. Uh, Any businesses that have managed to stay open through this, all their point-of-sale machines won't be working. So good. Piss off your constituents more instead of just dropping the mandates. Like, they're literally pouring diesel on the fire at the parliament, because they will not give up these mandates. Uh, The military will not go in. I can tell you that 100% It is not their job. The governor general is in charge of our military. Um, That's the way the chain of command works here. And then it's actually the queen who makes the final decisions. But because we're independent, it ends up being, it's all messed up anyways. It's the governor general. She's already stated, not my job, not getting involved. Um, and people took that as a sign and called her office and called in a vote of non-confidence against Justin Trudeau. For the past two years, she said she's been getting about fifty phone calls a day. After the um, the Friday when the convoy rolled in, on the Monday she got four thousand five hundred phone calls in one day to, for a vote of non-confidence. So people are speaking up now. People can see they're not alone. Um, the police, they they are. Coming in and right here, they have uh, tear gas. They're putting tear gas and explosive bullets in civilian hotels. They're keeping them in civilian hotels. That's against HAZMAT. That's against occupational health and safety. That's another story. So uh, on Thursday, we just got a leaked document from the Ottawa Police Services requesting six city buses tomorrow. Um, 3 in the morning and 3 in the afternoon to take police officers from Ottawa Police Headquarters to downtown area. We're assuming it doesn't give the location as to where they're going, but we think they're doing that on a Thursday because it's the calm before the storm again on the weekend. Um. I don't know what their plan will be. Like, are you really think you're going to open fire on people? I, I don't get that. I
1: don't think they're going to open fire, but this, this whole thing, when I saw the work order and just with how Trudeau's talking and it just, it, it gave me goosebumps to be honest, because it just, it it's, it's a little too Nazi-ish for me. It's a little too close to Nazi Germany for me. Like, oh, just, just listen to the kind officer and get on the bus. Yeah. How'd that work for the train cars yeah. and the <laughs> Jews? Yeah. You're okay. You're going to be fine. Like, I, I think, I hope they're just using the buses because they need to use them and they're just using them to get cops to and from. But if if I mean, city buses, cops have cruisers and cars and they have them the under van. undercover vans and stuff like that. They have SWAT vehicles. Like, what do you need buses for? Um, they, have really,
3: equipment in those they have
1: the equipment in the vehicles yeah. like it really, really stinks to me. And it stinks a lot like there's going to be a false flag that's going to happen. i I just like a false flag to make us look like the bad guys i just can't i have this feeling that he's going to stop at nothing to make this he's going to stop at nothing to sway public opinion to make the convoy want to leave that's how he's going to want to get this done he's going to turn the public against us or try to
2: and i want to expand on that topic uh already once he came out of hiding from his fake COVID infection, which I will say is fake. I think that's complete BS that he got COVID or he was he was just hiding from us. Um, once he emerged from that and he immediately started spewing rhetoric and hate against us, I said to Damien, if he does not stop this, he is going to incite violence. He's going to incite another Las Vegas country concert shooting situation. He is literally inciting riots at this point. And what happened on this weekend? An Antifa liberal in Winnipeg hit four people with their car and drove away. Uh, it ha- you can't find that on mainstream media whatsoever in Canada. I shared it to my my pages. You can't. No one. Seeing it whatsoever. It's being shadow banned.
1: Make sure you suppress that. Yeah, no one
2: wants to talk about that. So I truly believe Trudeau wants to keep his hands clean. And that's why he's continuing down the hate speech and rhetoric path so he can incite violence and make it look like we're the bad guys, like Damien's saying. He's a little wheel, right? Like that's what you have to remember. He's a worm. And he's he's not
1: like, like I've seen the footage of him boxing, he's a little bitch. He's, he's, and that's the kind of man he is. He's, he would be that way in the private world. He'd be that way. He is that way in government. He's the type of person who'd stab his own mother in the back to avoid getting in trouble.
2: His, his own brother is standing up against him now and saying he's lost his way, he's lost his mind, he's, he's lost everything. Um, I truly believe that he is so delusional. He will never step down. We're either going to have to have a vote of non-confidence in the House or straight up a removal from the Governor General. This is the only way we will get him out because he's gone down the World Economic Forum path so far and so long that his hands and his feet are handcuffed to Schwab there and all of his little cronies that are Schwab um, boasted about having in our Parliament. He boasted about having over half of Canada's Parliament in the World Economic Forum. Well, that means that if we cut one head off one snake, the other snake's going to emerge. And that's what worries me about this situation. We can get the mandate squashed and we can get new leadership, and that's great. But I'm seriously concerned about still our parliament being infiltrated by the World Economic
1: Forum. I, I, my personal opinion has been this way, and it will be this way until uh, unless this convoy miraculously works. Um, it's With Trudeau, I think it will take a little bit more than democracy to get him out. He will not leave. I don't think he will leave willingly either. I think he's going to be very much like the dictator who dies in his, um, like Gaddafi, you know, they have to break into his compound to get him out. Like, that's what he's going to be. And he is a dictator. He's a dictator. With with the language he's using and how he's talking and everything and how he's behaving, he's a dictator.
2: So he has now threatened federal public servants to still have their job. Um, If you agree or support the convoy, you can be fired now. So now Canadian citizens free in quotations, Canadian citizens are not even allowed to have an opposing opinion to the government and keep their job.
1: This is tyranny. This is tyrannical, totalitarian communist government. And um, there's no other way to describe it. I've been everyone's kind of dodging and bouncing around what calling it what it is, but it's time to call a state a spade he's not a far left liberal anymore he, he is a dictator yeah. he is a tyrannical dictator
0: yeah the you know i want to backtrack real quick i i agree with you 100% re- regarding him you know i i heard his i heard his tone just the other day in a quick little clip when he was i think walking out of parliament but um talking about again how the mandates were in place because other things didn't want to be put in place. That's why the mandates were so important and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he is on another planet uh, yeah. in, oh, yeah. in, in the way, oh, yeah. in the way oh, yeah. he's talking. And he's so delusional and such a psychopath that yeah. even if he were gone, he would still be talking to people like he was in charge. I mean, that's I really know. how yeah. far removed from, from his control here that, that he is, I think. Yeah, there was a
1: funny meme about the convoy he called us a fringe minority and then all of a sudden riot police are showing up. Well that's a state of emergency and it's a state of emergency in the city of Ottawa. Well that fringe minority sure escalated quickly, didn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. So, let me, let yeah, me go back so, real let me go back real quick to the oh yeah, to, to your comment about the buses moving in, um, you know, to maybe take away the protesters or, you know, even, even the truckers. Um, you know, you know this just like I do that there are endless COVID camps that they have set up. I mean, these quarantine prisons set up everywhere. Uh, in, in I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up because that's what we were both thinking. Yeah, in 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 Canada, of course, and they're in Australia, the UK. Um, you know, there's talk of them, of course, being in Washington State here in the states, if not other places. It, I mean, it doesn't it, it seem like the, that's. That's just, I mean, that's just used—I mean, they're just gulags. They're just, they were being built for, for moments like this, and, and I mean, is that yep. among the talk right now as to—, as to
1: I, I think so. I think it is on everyone's mind, and I think a lot of people don't want to bring it up. I, but I think a lot of people are thinking, I wonder. I wonder if that's where they're going to go. Because there was a leaked document that had the liberal government—this uh, was last year— um, the Liberal government was calling for the expedited construction of five maximum security quarantine facilities across the country. And they're, and, and they're built now. I mean, because when government does want something expedited, they will throw millions and millions of dollars at it until it's done. They will just keep throwing money at it until it's built. And that's what this government has done with these camps. So that, that it would, we knew from day one as soon as the, the, the hint of a camp came up that it was going to be for political prisoners. We knew that was going to happen. I just didn't think it would be right away this quickly. Because this convoy has Trudeau scared, it has him on the defense, and he's cornered. And as as good as that is that he's cornered, we can hit that knockout blow, but a cornered animal is the most dangerous by a mile. Because they will lash out with no regard for their own public, for their own safety, just to get out of that situation. And that's what Trudeau might do if if he's well what might do that's what i think he will do i think he's going to go completely off the walls with this yeah like we may be needing you guys to come in and liberate us yeah
0: (laughs) help (laughs) i mean how much more can people watch you know it, it it really just boils my blood every time that i watch footage of police arresting an innocent person and everybody's just standing around You know, there's and filming it and saying, stop, you know, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the violent part of me gets gets out and says, why don't you just grab the innocent person away from the police Yeah, and then move in the other direction instead of even attacking the police? Why why not just take the innocent person and pull them away? Because, again, we've seen footage of people doing that. Uh, Barcelona comes to mind. I remember, you know, p- police were grabbing a particular person because they weren't wearing a mask, and the and the the crowd of people grabbed the woman away from the police and outnumbered the police, and the police ran away. You yeah. know, uh, it, at yeah. some point they've got to stop filming, and, they've well, just, and they and they got to get involved. There's a guy I follow on uh, YouTube, and and he's written a couple of books, and if if
1: you're If any of your listeners know this name, they're on, they're my people, let's put it that way, Pastor Joe Fox. And um, he has a line for situations like that, for situations like the bus. And he says, sometimes sudden preemptive force is necessary. And he leaves it at that. And I'm going to leave it at that too. They they pulled Arthur. Uh,
0: am I saying his last uh, f- last name correct? Arthur uh, Polowski. Pastor Arthur yep. Pulowski. They pulled him out of his house again.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. well they'll just keep going after him. He's a target, but he's a beauty because he keeps bouncing back. Shit rolls off him like freaking water off a duck back. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He's awesome. He's yeah. a hero. But we did you see the clip from early early on with him? Maybe two years ago. When they came in his church and harassed him and he was and he's Polish, so he has that Germanish kind of accent and he's, and he's yelling at them, Out Gestapo, no Gestapo in my church, no Gestapo
0: <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. And he's dead right. I, I saw his speech. Yes, he is dead right. I, I saw his speech in Alberta. His speech in Alberta was incredible. When he was yeah. inside of that, you know, inside of that restaurant. I, I even put it on my Bitch You page. I mean, it's you know, that's that's the guy to get around. You know, exactly. as opposed to some committee of dudes that are, you know, talking behind the scenes. I mean, I'd follow that guy anywhere. Oh yeah.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. He's, he's 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 what
1: a leader should be. He's yeah. what he's what a leader should be. Like yeah. when he was having to do community service, his community service was he fed the homeless. Like even when he's getting, even when he's serving his punishment, he's still helping. Like yeah, the guy's him. amazing. Exactly. He's amazing.
2: And kind of going back to the symbolism and drawing parallels, like people, I find, because I've talked to an absorbent amount of people in Canada about this situation uh, from all walks of life, a lot of people came from communist countries to Canada to get away from it, or you know, came here when they were children, and these are the people drawing these scary parallels to the nazis and uh, you know past situations like that so um when we talk about symbolism and seeing that seeing that downtown i i brought it up to my viewers the other day and i said you've got to you've got to realize some people are just trying to draw parallels and the reason why they're doing this is because trudeau is literally quoting hitler when he's talking about the unvaccinated he's using lines right out of hitler's playbook so then we draw these parallels, and people call us racist. But that's the point of history, to learn from it, to not make these mistakes again, to have these hard conversations about how we see this happening again. And I get it, it's hard. It's not something people want to talk about. And it brings up a lot of raw feelings on either side. And we have stopped having these conversations. Why all of a sudden are we not allowed to talk about history and the fact that it, people live through that and survive and don't want to live through it again now it's like you're the black sheep if you even say that and it's so crazy to me that we can't have these open honest debates about what is actually happening without being called freaking names about it like it doesn't that just mean you're an intelligent person because you can talk about These things open and honestly and learn from other people's experiences and opinions. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get out to people is, yeah, I get it. Those symbols are horrible. Of course they are. Some people, maybe they're just trying to be hyperbolic. And some people, maybe they're drawing parallels because of how our leader is acting. Whatever it may be, talk to those people and say, what are you doing? Why are you showing that symbol? And ask, get out there and have these hard conversations.
1: Quite frankly, the, uh. The Nazi flag represents the Canadian government more than the Canadian flag does right now. That's how bad it is.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, how how much do you trust these other premieres? Because these other premieres, i mean, too, you know, they claim to be dropping mandates and this, that, and the other, and we're not doing the QR code thing anymore, and we're not doing masks anymore, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't trust these people.
1: I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. it I'll believe it when I'm not wearing a mask and I'm, well, I'll believe it. I'll I'll believe it when there's no stores telling me to wear a mask um, for six months. I'll believe it's over then,
2: or when when I'm going back to work.
1: Or when Stacy's going back to work, or everything is back to normal, kind of like, or I can go to a restaurant without having to show my papers.
2: So that's that's another thing. um, Because this, uh, like Amy said, this convoy is actually making change happen um, and helping push people to have these hard conversations. You know, this is the first time our health of parliament has even freaking been together to talk about COVID in one room for the past two years. The very first time. Why the hell is it the first time we're seeing this? And the whole emergency debate that happened the other night was like an Olympic game of how to avoid the fucking answer of a question. It was horrific to listen to. And mind you, there were a couple of really good speakers in there who made some fantastic points. But for the most part, everyone was just you know, circling the same stupid points they have been for the last two years, which was pretty disappointing, but then the next day, that's when the Liberals started kind of speaking up against our leader, so it did get some good things happening and some some movement, but it's pretty sad that it took two years for that to happen um personally I think and then so on Friday, when the transports rolled into ottawa um We actually, Feds for Freedom serves the entire core department of the federal government a cease and desist letter, stating, you know, if you, it's on our press release page on fedsforfreedom.ca, if you do not stop these mandates, we will be coming at you with a class action lawsuit, and that was just perfect timing, Um, and then Damien and I, when we went up there on the Saturday, the very first Saturday, I was able to get up on stage and speak, I was scared shitless. I haven't spoken in front of that many people ever in my life. Um, I definitely went way off script, and didn't get anything I as much as I wanted out there. But uh, I think my, my speech was a little too tuned to federal public service and not the entire population of Canada. So that's why I went off script a little more. But it was uh, it was craziness, and um, I, I see things happening. We've got a petition. That is being supported by like five members of Parliament and it's going in the House of Commons. It's not, you know, one of those change.org petitions. This is actually going in our House of Parliament, our House of Commons. So we're working on that. And then our Federal Labor Board complaint went into my union with 167 complainants on it, um, complaining about their lack of fair representation to their members. Uh, the lawyers got back to us and they need until March 4th to respond to us. They needed to ask for an extension because I I think they didn't realize how serious we were when we went inside in front of their office and they didn't want to let me in my union hall when we sent them letters. I don't think they realized how serious I actually was about taking them to court. Um, And then that Friday, I also served uh, papers to, or filed papers, sorry, to the federal court against the labor program for my right to refuse investigation about PPE at work and how this was about our health and safety. And it's funny because the policy at my work, you know, it's been enacted for our health and safety. That's what they keep telling me, health and safety, health and safety. Well, people who have denied grievances, which is like an internal court system, I guess, in the federal public service, They're citing that this policy was enacted for security now, not safety. Well, safety and security are two very, very different things, and they need to be handled very differently. And so they're they're losing track of their entire mission. And so many people, because they did it so quickly and didn't train anyone and left everyone out in the dark, so many people who are enacting this policy at the federal government level are screwing it up. There are harassment complaints. There are, you know, human rights complaints. The list goes on about the complaints going on right now for all of this. And they're only shooting themselves in the foot more and more. I was talking to a member the other day that had an adverse side effect to her first shot and she got it to keep her job at the federal government. She called her uh, health insurance plan that she gets through the federal government, and she asked, will I be covered? The answer the insurance company gave back to her was, I don't know. Your employer never told us that they wanted to add that package on. So they've gone ahead and mandated this hazardous substance in all of our bodies to keep our jobs, but didn't even think about protecting us with our insurance policies. Like, there's so many holes that they didn't think about that are going to come back and bite them in the butt very hard very soon I believe
0: yeah it, it's definitely a mess I mean that's an understatement
2: <laughs> it,
0: but uh, that's awesome that I mean you hit them with all that paperwork and they had no idea how prepared you were it
2: felt good not
0: gonna lie yeah no joke and of course then <laughs> they asked for an extra month to read everything because they were like oh shit <laughs> they're not bluffing that's fantastic Exactly.
2: It's and uh, and then we'll start our class action lawsuit while we wait for that to go. So uh, and that was a thing my members asked me the other day. You know, will will you stop fighting if if we all get our jobs back and go back to work? I said, hell no, I will not stop fighting until we are all made whole from this situation. And being made whole is a term the unions use for when you have been damaged at work essentially and that just means reparations for mental for uh back pay wages for insurance everything yeah just straight up all kinds of reparations so um I I told my members I don't care if I get my job back I'm still suing the federal the federal government I will not stop until they have made us all whole again. We've got victim impact statements from members that I'm going to be trying to make into a YouTube series because a lot of Canadians uh, they, <laughs> they don't have a kind ear to federal public servants. They think we're uh, lazy, overpaid workers. I can say most people that I know in the federal public service are not that way but of course you get some. So uh, everyone gives us a really bad breath and I, I truly believe That's why no one really took this seriously until this cross-driver mandate came into place at the end of January and the convoy started because no one really cared that federal public servants lost their dogs and were losing their homes and were committing suicide and were having stillborn babies and all these horrible things that were happening to us. No one gave a shit because of the bad reps were given in normal times. And now that the truckers bring this very real, you know, everyday Joe mentality into it, it just helps the message get out there to everyone so much better. And it's the best thing that could have happened to Canada. It really is.
0: What are some predictions here that you've got moving forward, in particular with this coming weekend and even the days ahead? Um, just based on what you've experienced, what you've seen, what, what do you, what do you think is the next step here?
1: Oh man, it's hard to say. Like so far, some of my, some of my, okay. Sorry, Stacy's just telling me something uh, <laughs> to mention. Uh, if the trucks don't work, I hear all the trade guys, like plumbers, electricians, carpenters, all those guys are going to get together and go down there and join them. Uh, and it's, it, it so that's what's going to happen with that regard, but it's just, it's, Likely just going to compound and get more and more and more and more until the shit ends. Um, now, what is really concerning is what the government is going to do about it. And it's, like a, wild card. it's a it's a, it is it's a wild card because we, we we genuinely we know how a democratic society is supposed to operate, but we we can't operate under the assumption he's going to behave that way. We can't. So, like, how far is this going to go? How far, we don't know. We don't know. We wish we did.
2: Our, our new, so our conservative party, who's the opposition, they, oh, yeah. um,
1: they just kicked, out, they their kicked leader. out their leader.
2: So there's an interim leader and she has been a firecracker. I have a massive lady, lady boner for this lady. She she <laughs> is uh, amazing. Um, she, she has been poking and prodding the bear constantly. And right now she is, just all over all of the other parties to get to a circle table or open table and get talking about a date. And she's not letting it go. And she will probably be the interim leader for the opposition for at least six months while they organize themselves to conduct an election for the next actual leader of the party. But uh, I'm okay with that because she's a freaking firecracker and she is not scared to push those buttons but she's at the same time though she still is a party girl
1: she's just like there's another lad running i can't pronounce his last name but his first name's pierre it's like paul of air or something like that anyways he's really good too he's running for leader of the party but he's a party man too like he was he's in the climate accords world economic forum like all this stuff you know these people i'm having a i'm really struggling Having faith in our democracy, knowing that these people and knowing what the parties stand for—like, okay, great—we kicked out one milk toast leader of a party. We're about to have another milk toast leader of a party that's going to do nothing. Which is, I think, one of the driving factors behind the convoy and everything else. Because we've tried doing it, we've tried voting, we've tried it several times. It's not working. He's either cheating the system or people are just that stupid, and we're not being heard enough. So this is our this is our only option.
2: And uh, I will say the convoy. A couple uh, political leaders from a new party that's ramping up in Canada, the People's Party of Canada (PPC). They, he was at the last election that Trudeau had a hissy fit and cold it in the middle of a pandemic to try and get majority. He was running, and he was the only one openly saying we need to stop these mandates. And he, he was got a lot of flack for it, but the party ramped up quite a bit. Um, but he was trying to sponsor the convoy, and the convoy leader said, no, we don't want one party to be behind us, because that's the problem with politics, is you're, you're turning this into a political thing again. Yeah, yeah.
1: political theater. Yeah. And,
2: and they, they want it to be about freedom.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not getting loud enough. The conservatives mm-hmm. uh, that I'm hearing, they're just not getting loud enough. They're still way too no, polite. Like you said, they're they're playing it like it's a game. They're they're trying to sound like they're negotiating something. It's absurd, and they're almost acting like you're not even there.
1: We need some Dan Crenshaw's, or uh, what's the guy from South Carolina, Trey Gowdy. We need a couple of those guys up here in our our government, because as far as I'm concerned, our government's full
0: of a bunch of pussies. I'll tell you what, you don't want Dan Dan Crenshaw. He's, He's bad news. You talk about World Economic Forum.
1: Oh, he's involved. Dan Crenshaw, he's that lad with the eye patch. I thought he was really
0: Republican. No, no, no. He, I mean, he. Oh, I must be. Oh, I'm thinking someone else then. He's Republican in name, but everybody here hates him. So. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. No, yeah, that's all right. I've heard
1: Trey Gowdy quite a bit though, and I I don't know if he's even in politics anymore. But I whenever I heard that last talk, I loved him.
0: Yeah, he's he's not either. He's uh he he left con Congre- ah. he left Congress a while back, and yeah, I mean he was he was loud and and uh, he said the right stuff, and he went for the throat, which was great, and it galvanized a lot of people. But now he's about as irrelevant as something that's irrelevant. So yeah, okay. Um, uh well I mean what's your next move here what, you know are are you heading back this weekend what's uh what's the plan
1: I am I I know I won't be heading back just because we we were money's tight for us eh because we both kind of oh don't have a job so I I we actually just launched a new business so I'm gonna be trying to get that off the ground and just just I don't know if we'll make it back up there if it lasts till the summer we'll bring our camper up there and. Camp on and Parliament we'll
2: Hill. be camping on Parliament Hill, but... <laughs> yeah, I think um, the only way, like, I, I would be willing to go back up if I was able to assist the convoy with any evidence that I've collected because I've reached out to them. As, as I said, one of the main uh, groups in the convoy falls under the exact same policy I fall under, so all the evidence I have that I've collected through, you know... Um, Access information requests and things like that that prove Trudeau has been doing this on his own without a democracy type decision making process. Um, so if they if they request any of my evidence or if big things happen, I might head back up just to um, make an appearance for my members and make sure our voice gets heard for sure. But uh, I I went up and Damien and I I think we were the only ones out of all of our friends who went up the first weekend. And then the next weekend I saw about twenty of my friends go up there and show support. So for Damien and I it's like, oh my gosh, people are finally doing their part to to show their unhappiness. Whereas we've been doing it the whole time. Um so it feels really good to have that backup and that support going up there all the time and people who haven't known how to speak their voice for the past two years are finally figuring out that they can just go up there and have a great time and show their support to the truck drivers and speak their voices. So like they're holding a line, but if they call for, you know, help or if they call and need some serious stuff, I'm sure Damien and I will head back if,
1: if it was, if they actually needed help, like if, cause that was the thing and that was my thing with, with even going back for a second time, It's great going there, but if I just go there and don't do anything and just stand around, well, yeah, I'm just another body in the crowd. I'm not doing anything. The only way I would be going back is if I could legitimately help them.
0: I got you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about that we didn't touch base on. Now, um, another group of members has closed the Windsor Cernia border. Have you seen
0: that? Yes.
2: Okay apparently there's 13 kilometers of trucks being held up on our side of the border, which is at like seven miles of trucks-ish, just sitting there waiting to cross that border. So again, I believe this was another group of locals who are just completely fed up, just like the Coots border, and they're going to make a stand. And I don't know if you guys are on the other side doing the same thing, but I'd love to see the American truck drivers right, right on the other side next. That would be amazing.
1: Hey, and look at it this way: we can pull this many trucks, and we don't forget those who help us. Mm-hmm. You guys show support to us. We'll do the damn same if you guys do your convoy. Yes,
2: yeah, they're closing the borders on your side.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting about what's going on here is the problems are so localized and they're so right. spe- they're so specific um, that a, a trucker convoy on. Washington, D.C. would bring a lot of noise, which would be awesome, but it's almost like it has to happen at every governor's mansion or every governor, you know, every state house in every state. Um, and we
3: realize that, too.
0: Yeah. And and I also know, I, th- I think it's that um, it's that trucker backup on that, uh, you know, in between Windsor and Detroit that um, that accounts for, I, I want to say, roughly a quarter of all supplies. That, yeah. that make oh, yeah. that make their way to and from, you know, your country and ours, and it, it's just it's fascinating. I mean, I love it. I I I support you guys a hundred percent. I love what you're doing. Um, the 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 battles that that we're fighting here, a lot of them have to do with the schools. Um, you know, and again, fortunately, in in the states here, we have the power to to be our own individual lawyers. Um, we're just yep. trying to get a lot of individuals to, to learn a little bit about the law and what rights that they have. And then of course, what they can do with their city councils and their mayors and their school boards and XYZ. But, you know, some of these, some of these places are so corrupted, just, you just have to walk away completely. Um, and there's absolutely no building them back whatsoever, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Um, if you have anything else to add, please go for it.
2: I, uh, I would like to give a shout-out to DeSantis in Florida for threatening to investigate GoFundMe and getting them to give all the money back to all the donors. <laughs> so uh, thank you, America, for, <laughs> for that and getting our, our money back to us. And then they're using Give, Send, Go now. And they, I think they were up to, like, $3 million within the first two days again. So that's all been sorted out. They have, you know, their team of accountants and lawyers everything's above board there so um the ottawa police and the mayor themselves were hacked on a zoom call and uh they got they got the recording of them bragging about getting the gofundme shut down uh which is absolutely absurd it's ridiculous you know they're citing that trump is Paying for the whole thing and who's in charge? Even
3: if he is, who gives a fuck? Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, and they're they're mad, and they kept saying this in our house the other day that they're mad that so many Americans are donating money to our cause. Well, because they're seeing that
1: it's. In I, I think they're seeing... that because they don't be want changed. to have to get their military involved yeah. to topple yet another dictator in a country that isn't theirs. Yes, yeah, probably. That's why. So us just pay for this shit <laughs> to go away this time.
2: And So thank you to all the Americans who are supporting us. Yes. That's freaking amazing. Um, you know, and there's people in Australia like Elon Musk. He is... Uh, he went to university in Canada. I believe he is Canadian uh, of descent. And he's been... Speaking out a lot, I had the feeling that it was maybe Elon Musk in the helicopter because it had to be someone very rich and powerful to get that flight plan above our parliament. But uh, we we have yet to figure out that one. So everything you guys are doing to help, thank you, Americans. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. How's Paula doing?
1: She's doing really good. She asked me to uh, say hi to you for her. Hi, Paula. She's doing very well.
0: Okay, very good. That's, that's good to hear. Very good to yeah, hear. Yeah, getting
2: out of the snow will be a lot. We have lots of snow,
0: so. There you go. So that's I suppose there's no time. traveling for her then, clearly.
1: No, she's, she's just um, enjoying the time off. She's has playing with her cat and just getting caught up uh, around the property with uh, the little bit of work she wanted to do. And, yeah, just enjoying the sled. And They're, they're actually thinking of starting a YouTube channel as well. That's awesome. So, we'll be, a, we'll be a family of YouTubers.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, stay in touch. Um definitely, you know, keep me updated as to what's going on. And uh I'm going to put this episode up right now. So, give me about awesome. 30 minutes. Right. Yeah, give me about 30 minutes and it'll be up. All right, sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. God bless guys. Take care. All right. You, we'll talk to you later. Party. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.